and protecting Earth's biodiversity. This comes from Fiji. Tavita Nakasualu comes from a small village on the northern island of Vanuatu, Fiji. His home village, once located by the sea, has had to relocate up the mountain due to rising sea levels. Tavita is the Peace, Ecology and Justice Coordinator for St. Columban's Mission Society in Fiji. He recalls how, as a young boy, he would go each week with his mother and other women in his village to pick the ota, the OTA plant. The leaves of this fern-like plant are edible. The women used to sell the leaves, providing their families with a reliable source of income. Since the early 1990s, the increase in rainfall and the resultant frequent flooding has destroyed the naturally growing ota plant, drastically reducing the income capabilities of Tavita's mother and the other women. The people in his home and neighbouring villages have had to resort to intensive agriculture cropping that is not natural to the area. The pesticides and fertilisers required to grow such crops contaminate the soil. And with the increase in the frequency of flooding, there is little time for nature to recuperate in between floods. And while the soil is still soft and tender, the rain washes the contaminated soil into the rivers and then to the sea, covering the coral reefs in mud and cutting off sunlight, thus destroying marine life and affecting the livelihood of those families who rely on fishing for a stable income. And so the chain goes on, says Tavita, and this is how climate change is affecting the biodiversity of plant and marine life in Fiji. Tavita says our Mother Earth, our common home, is crying out for our help. In response, people in Fiji are now working hard to preserve existing mangroves while at the same time planting new ones. Furthermore, for some time now, there have been marine protected areas. Tavita recalls how on the day he placed a pole near the reef in front of his home village with a sign indicating it was now a protected area, 30 turtles came to the surface of the water. He said, at that very moment, nature automatically responded. It was a very special experience for me. I will never forget it. Once we respect Mother Earth, she will respond. If we do not take care of Mother Earth, she will respond to that too. Tevita's story reveals the interconnectedness of the issues affecting Mother Earth and her peoples, the impacts of climate change and the loss of the variety of plant and animal life and living systems is occurring at unequal rates around the globe, and small island nations are amongst the hardest hit. These communities also contribute least to its causes, whilst corporations and wealthier nations benefit. Columban missionaries live and work in Fiji and many other countries suffering from the devastation of nature. Since the 1992 United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, also known as the Earth Summit, there has been international agreement on the urgent need to conserve nature's diversity and share its benefits. And despite commitments to achieve new goals and the growth in scientific understanding, species are becoming extinct 
at an unprecedented rate. Tevita's story reveals that some of the main causes of the degradation of nature are climate change, pollution and invasive species, and the subsequent impacts on local food and water sources, people's incomes, homes and infrastructure have severe consequences for the social fabric identity and stability of traditional communities. For decades, scientists have been warning about climate change and its implications for the planet. In August this year, the United Nations issued a code red for humanity with the release of the latest climate change report that states urgent cooperation and change are necessary. At international and national levels, Columban missionaries and other church representatives are participating in two critical United Nations meetings of world leaders to arrive at new targets to safeguard nature and protect humanity. These global climate summits known as COP, standing for Conference of the Parties, are COP26, Conference on Climate Change, taking place in November this year, and COP15, Conference on Biological Diversity, taking place over three meetings in October 2021, January and April 2022. Pope Francis, in his 2015 encyclical letter Laudato Si on care for our common home, urges the church and civil society to unite their efforts to address the cracks in the planet. On this year's World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation, Pope Francis, Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, released a joint statement urging Christians worldwide to pray in the lead-up to the climate change talks, make meaningful choices about the use of resources and choose people over profits. Western countries such as Australia consume far more of nature's resources than developing nations. The question asked of Catholics in Australia in preparation for the 5th Plenary Council in October was, what do we think God is asking of the Church at this time? The working document for the Plenary Council, Instrumentum Laboris, affirms that Catholics are concerned about many global issues. It states, we realise that our baptismal calling must necessarily propel us towards God's mission of love for the whole of creation. We continue to pray for and treasure our Creator's work in these times. Let us hope and pray that bold and courageous decisions will be taken at COP26 and COP15, leading to prophetic action that will ensure the survival of the Ota plant and other natural species of marine life in Fiji and other island nations. That article came from the Columban Peace Ecology and Justice Team in Australia.